Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Remember the Thai Cave Rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? And thank you for tuning in once again to the best pro wrestling podcast in the world, Busted Open. Today, Fat Furious returns. Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, breaking down dynamite. More specifically, Tony Khan's big announcement what did you think about it me and tommy will talk about also the devil is back on dynamite mjf with a scathing promo is he a baby face is he a heel he was both last night moxley john moxley a little bit of austin a little bit of onita a little bit of terry funk and you got john moxley he is the baby face of aew we are the busted open podcast turn it up i'm sure you're gonna love it Tony Khan last night kicking off Dynamite. Tommy, the number one question that I had as soon as Tony was done was why? Why, why, why? Not why did Tony Khan start off the show, but why did Tony vacate the World Heavyweight Championship? And why did he vacate the Trios Championship? We know... I mean, I'm sure AEW fans who follow the product, you know, religiously know. But what about a casual AEW fan that might not be on social media? Don't you think Tony should have mentioned something as to why he had to vacate these championships? Uh, like what? Um, due to a backstage altercation. That's it. Yeah, but number one, so you're trying, I I get where you're trying to go because you're trying to go television wise. This is what happened. There's backstage altercations on TV all the time. But if it's a television reason, we we, then we, then we definitely don't know. No, uh, what I'm saying, I listen, I I totally understand why you're saying you want to tell the fans more information, but then, I mean, dude, he didn't even say people like their names. They're scraped. Everybody's not on the open anymore. Um, everybody's been removed. Um, I think there's going to be a bigger ramifications from this. And uh, again, I get what you're trying to say, but like, it's like when couples are dating and then you don't acknowledge them on television. Um, but then all of a sudden, Hey, something happened. I I get what you're going because Tommy, 
Let me take you back to 1995. Let me take you back to Taz and Sabu and the day, the night that Sabu screwed over an entire company and Paul had to go to the ring and Taz had to come out of gimmick and Paul explained to the people in detail how Sabu screwed over ECW, the fans, how he screwed over Paul, how he screwed over Taz. I mean, Taz had to come out of his gimmick. My point is that's giving every detail in the book I would have liked to have heard just the smallest of reasons last night due to an unfortunate set of circumstances due or, or due to a backstage altercation or due to uh, um, circumstances be out beyond our control at the current time. I have been forced to vacate the champion. I mean, there was not, there was not a word. I don't even care about the names. I really don't. I would have just liked to have heard something that explained why, just to a minimum degree, Tony was forced to vacate these championships. Um, I don't remember. I remember the whole promo with Paul. Um, Paul's also this, and always has and always will be, this charismatic, amazing speaker um, with a lot of experience with in the professional wrestling industry. Paul could take you on that emotional um emotional way with his words um yeah but also but but, but paul was very very honest with his fan base despite the fact that we can all make jokes until the day we die about paul and being the greatest liar in the history of the world he was very very honest with his fan base and that's why ecw fans were one of the reasons why ecw fans were so loyal yes i also don't know what i was trying to say is if that actually aired on television that was my be to the house but not on television. And there is a big difference of what is like said on TV and what is behind the scenes. You're also dealing with a situation where all the facts are not out there. I, I agree. Um, due to circumstances beyond our control. Um, I also don't know about that, that statement of the casual wrestling fan. If, if it's a blank statement of we're stripping our, our, you know, the, the two titles, it is what it is. Is there a further reason? Eh, it's not going to be storyline. I had more of an issue with other things, which we'll get uh, into in a bit. Um, but I, I understand where you're trying to go, but I, I don't think I'm not hung up on that, on the wording of it. And, and I agree where maybe wording could be, Hey, it's also like, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that was read off a teleprompter. Tony was definitely reading off a teleprompter. And if you're going to, but then again, it's he's not this over-the-top charismatic speaker. And here's the biggest thing. That Tony's I, extremely over-the-top. Speaker. A wrestling speaker in front of a wrestling crowd. It, what does that have to do with the verbiage? Because anything you say can be what I was going to say before again is when they showed him, they booed him. And if you're going to go out there and you're getting ready to cut a promo for this company that, you know, you started with your own money, all this stuff, this is the first time I've ever heard Tony get booed and not that like, and everybody praises Tony when Tony's, you know, has those shows, but he got booed on, on site, which is wrong because this wasn't his doing. And that if and you've been there, you've been there in the ring, and you've also been there as, hey, I'm trying to elicit this reaction, and this reaction's not happening. 
I think it was a, it's uh, everything that was the best for that. If you had, I mean, think about when WWE stripped uh, Hogan, I'm sorry, Andre, who was it? Jack Tunney comes on and sits there and says, we are stripping, blah, blah, blah. He gave the reason I get it, but it elicited this reaction. Also back then, we didn't know that like Vince McMahon was running the company. It, it's different times um, when everything is trending for days uh, out of this and everybody's reporting this. I mean, it's not just, it's not just, you know, for us back in the day was dirt sheets. Now it's internet. Now it's TMZ. I mean, Mark Henry, you know, tells us who who's calling him to report on this backstage thing. And also all the, the fake news out there. It's, it's a very, very hard situation. Uh, I have no problem with, they came in, stripped them. Uh, there is no reason. Cause I mean, there's also, there's Tommy, imagine, imagine um, the, 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 that some the the Astros would have been stripped. Imagine the 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 major the, the head guy at Major League Baseball said we're stripping the Houston Astros of their World uh, Series championship, right? But never says why. Um, they lost their manager there for the cheating scandal, but they didn't take away their ring. But they, my my, they my fired point is everybody else. I, I, my point is, I I understand everything that you're saying. I agree with, but I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that Tony didn't even throw in like even the most uh, professional wording or typical corporate wording, as in due to unforeseen circumstances. That's like something that you'd read in a press release that kind of covers all bases or covers covers the ass of the company due to unforeseen circumstances. Well, what was the unforeseen circumstance? Well, if you're an AEW fan, you know what it was. He never acknowledged anything. And that's, I don't even have a problem with it. I just think that in pro wrestling, we have a responsibility to hit the who, what, when, where, and why. And last night, I would have just liked to hear Tony say, why? It, even if it was in corporate language. You know, Paul went to the ring and said, Sabu fucked over ECW. That, that's Paul's way of doing it. You know, Vince had his way of doing things. I would have liked to see Tony with this, you know, obviously, you know, uber corporate structure that's behind AEW, say, due to unforeseen circumstances. I'm, I'm sure you can, you can kind of see that point. Yes. But okay. I also like the Astros did not go out there and say, hey, this happened. Or when a player would get suspended for something, the player or the team, they'll write a statement. They'll put it on the Internet. They won't go out there and make like before the game. Uh, Fernando Tatis has been suspended because he was took an illegal substance, substance, substance. They don't do that. It's. Like I said, it, it was a different way. I get it. And the other things that you have to also realize, all those things that followed of uh, these examples became angles. Vince, uh, okay. Brett screwed Brett. We got Vince McMahon. Paul Heyman did this rah-rah speech, our number one babyface at that time, um, <clears throat> basically left. And he had to turn him heel and also had to you know, promote a match. If... I remember when uh, the Raven crucified the Sandman. Paul did not go out there and uh, make the apology. When, and then Paul also for years said, I never, I didn't know that was happening. Yes, you did. And 
but he made Raven do it in the best, worst apology ever. Eh, if you're offended, I'm sorry. <laughs> but that was, again, also not on television, also not on now, national television. This, it's a different time is what I'm saying. I didn't have a problem with it. I understand it. But you're, I also feel going for the what should be said on television as opposed to, you know, what happened. Um, Tommy, if you're a wrestling fan who's not on Twitter, who if you if you're if you're a 12 year old, a 14 year old, mm -hmm. if you're a young wrestling fan who follows AEW and has no idea what just happened. How do you know what you aren't you going to turn to dad or mom and go, hey, why is CM Punk not the champion anymore? And dad will say, Google it. <laughs> Listen, I, I get it. You I, know what? I, uh, hang on. Let me ask you something. Do you remember? Uh, do you know what Ratgate is? Is that <laughs> I'm going to leave that Speaking one of ECW. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I do not know what Ratgate is. Ratgate was the talk of the town last year with uh, the Mets. And they said they saw all the boys during the game ran into the locker room and they said, oh, they saw a rat. It turned out there was a fist fight between two players and they had to do deep probe and dive to what this was. But for the first and then it was who's lying. Everyone's trying to get this scoop. And it was um, called Ratgate because then they basically said that the, the people were lying and they got into a fight and one guy was choking out another guy, blah, blah, blah. And the boys had to break it up. It took a while for that to happen. I want to say up until the off season, but there was a lot of scuttlebutt, a lot of stuff. And then there was other things that happened. So you're not going and, you know, Keith Hernandez and Gary uh, and Apple aren't going to be sitting there talking about, What's going to happen? They address it. They move forward. And, and trust me, I never get what addressed. you're saying. It was never addressed in even the simplest of ways. That No, they'll talk about the guys running into the thing. This also didn't happen. But what I'm saying is they don't go out there and then address it to the crowd or address it to the live audience. Well, uh, there was a fight in the back between two of the boys. Dynamite is the number one vehicle to get the message of what's going on in AEW out to the masses. All I would have liked to have heard is a why. This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every weekday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. MJF with another masterful promo last night. MJF always delivers. What did you think of his promo? Were you buying into babyface MJF or was it a little too sugary sweet and over the top that you knew the minute you turned your back, he was going to stick a knife in it? Your your thoughts? Uh, I enjoyed the whole babyface regalia that he came out with. And I did know that he would eventually, yes, turn. I thought that whole promo segment was super duper strong because of what happened at the end and a great heel like MJF showed his ass. And when I mean that the end result, he left, he refused to fight. I did have a massive and you're talking, you are talking about words and wanting to say stuff why I get it. We had guys like in ECW were anti-hardcore or we had guys talking about we're eventually going to go to the WWE or WCW, which made them an instant heel. Why are you going to, for this time, specifically now, an all hands on deck type of show, Why would you ever talk about your unhappiness in a company as well as booking yourself for 2024, mentioning Triple H, mentioning Cody, not needed at all in that promo? Why not? Where's the payoff? And his triple is Cody off is getting the booze. He took them in one direction and then I took said them back it, in the other. A hundred percent. I wouldn't have done it right then and there on a show where it's rah, rah, all this turmoil is going on. And then I have a guy who came back and he's still not happy, even though he has money or he's talking about completely even, it's, and it's you, completely in line with his character, though. This is what he does. You also spoke about uh, two insider Nick Khan. That's not too insider. That that play that plays to the AEW fan base. That plays to uh, because we we just assume that every AEW fan knows all this stuff. No, no, I'm talking about you being hung up on the casual fan or explaining it why why if you thought this was such a great promo, I did not. I thought he got illicit responses. However, for that show i would not have said some of the things that he said so it so what what you're saying he just should not have said the triple h stuff the nikon stuff the right now everybody loves the wwe if you're going to talk about leaving yeah when you're con you cut a masterful promo you went from a your last night in ECW. I won he basically this. took my, pro- I'm not saying he copied me. He basically took my promo about laying the tag team championships at the altar of Vince McMahon and turned it into his own last night. Yes. But guess what? You were really leaving and you were leaving the next day. 
he's talking about something that financially, physically, per a contract, cannot happen in 2024. If you're a heel and you're also naming your Cody Rhodes, babyface, Triple H, big babyface. WWE is a babyface now. You're talking about things. It got that response from WWE, uh, from the fans, yes. But when it's a show like that, you don't want to, in my opinion, talk about, I'm unhappy here. This should have been like, he his promo was great. Those words were not needed. And I'm just talking this to you because you're talking about words and you're talking about insider. And yet you like the one, but you don't like the other. Which one did I not like? You wanted like Tony Khan a little bit more saying. No, I wanted too- to hear a why. That's all. Don't blow don't blow that out of proportion. I would have just like you're blowing anything out of due proportion. to circumstances. Three words. Yes. Due to circumstances, I've had to strip them of the title. I agree. That's it. I agree with that. But then I also say of who the who the hell is Nick Khan? I know who he is. But, but I think a lot of is, your I think a lot of people things, associate WWE with still McMahon or now it's Triple H. But so what I think Stephanie you're saying McMahon. is I, what I think you're saying is the, the Nick Khan stuff and the Triple H stuff. This is all within the realm of stuff that MJF has said in the past. Insider stuff, zingers. Um, he's done it with Punk before. As a matter of fact, he said worse things to Punk than uh, the elite or anybody else could have possibly said about Punk. And Punk didn't have a problem when MJF said it, but now he's got a major problem now. Um, uh, He said it before. I think what you're saying is last night was the wrong night for him to say it, in your opinion. Correct. But don't you think those things that he said made it easier for Moxley to be even more loved last night? Yeah, dude, I said it. I I also feel it could have been done another way on that specific show. Hey, guess what, ECW fans? We had a pay-per-view set up, but because a wrestler stabbed another wrestler, we're not going to have this pay-per-view. We didn't tell people, like we told people off camera why it happened, but we didn't say, well, because it was leaked to, a, to the pay-per-view companies by a uh, dirt sheet writer, by the way, Paul sends that dirt sheet writer, the tapes all the time, blah, blah, blah. It, that is the insider. We basically, Hey, we're, we lost our pay-per-view and that show. I want to say there, there may have been no blood. It's right. Again, it worked. I wouldn't have just done it or said it that show as well as what I'm trying to say to you is like, you're talking insider on the first segment. That is super duper insider. Man, if you, if you don't start to make a little bit more sense, what did I say about super duper insider? You said about Tony Khan and to the casual fan, you wanted to know the why I get it. You were, you were, and I'm in agreement with you. But the other part of that was then the second part where you're saying, you enjoyed this promo, but I'm saying there was specific insider information during that and that the spe- you and the seem in- to just not care about. Because it's st- it's in line with what MJF has said before. MJF says a lot of insider well, stuff. I get it. As a matter of fact, everybody in that company yes. says a lot of insider stuff. So when I hear that type of verbiage, I'm like, it doesn't bother me because this is the, the direction the company has chosen to go in. Now, I uh, I under I don't necessarily agree, but I understand 
your point of maybe last night was the wrong night to use insider stuff. Okay, but I don't think anybody's turning on the WWE because MJF mentioned uh, Nick Khan or, or or anything like that. And listen, there might this this is good to throw out to the nation. Also, do you think that MJF should have stayed away from any WWE references last night? Dean Thomas on MMA today. It's detrimental to combat sports for a guy like Jake Paul to come in and beat a legend like Anderson Silva. It's detrimental to our sport because Jake Paul, a pretty boy YouTube star who's been boxing for like four years, if he comes into the sport and beats one of our greatest stars, our legends in the sport, what does that tell us about our sport? It devalues all combat sports, in my opinion. MMA today, Tuesdays through Thursdays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked, from family farms and cold press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. John Moxley last night on Dynamite to basically open the show face-to-face with MJF. Tommy, in my opinion, if you take a third of Steve Austin, a third of Atsushi Onita, a third of Terry Funk, shake it up nice and uh, pour it out into a, into a rocks glass, you get John Moxley. I see a little bit of everybody in him, and I think he's he's probably the most beloved guy in uh in the company right now i'm sure that that's up for debate and when i say beloved i'm talking about like true emotional attachment to john moxley the human being not the moves that john moxley does it's about him and the words he speaks kind of like dusty i'm not comparing john moxley to dusty because we should never compare anybody to dusty how do you feel about mox these days how do you feel about what you saw last night from him that promo is what i love about this business as well as what he was he was spitting venom because he was spitting truth and it was such a great promo to get people not only behind john moxley but behind um, the AEW company and brand. It also did one super duper major thing, made the world title the most important thing in his world and in the world of professional wrestling. You literally talk about, everyone's now talking about this football season, the football season, 18 weeks it has. So I make the playoffs and then I got the playoffs, playoffs to get to what the Super Bowl. Every team has those hopes for the next 20 plus weeks to win the Super Bowl, the most coveted prize in 
their world. In our world of AEW, that world title is the most coveted thing, as well as what it means when you are a champion and all these other things that go with that. I loved the promo, loved that a lot of men and women stepped up as leaders in front of the camera, which John Moxley truly did. And like Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson stood out as leaders. Why? Because they're also vets. And it's like, hey, this is where we're going. This is our company. Put this company on our back and let me carry it to the promised land. Because without it, guess what? It was the shits without this company. And you all clamored for something different. Now that you got it, don't take it for granted. And with all the stuff that's going on, great. That will be in the past. That will get settled. And now, but guess what? This is moving forward. Tommy, a few months ago, CM Punk wins the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, sustains an injury. They had to crown an interim champion. That was John Moxley. We got Moxley versus Punk face-to-face a couple of weeks ago on Dynamite, which Moxley decimated Punk in three minutes and one second. Three minute, 301 means I just squashed your ass. They should have put that on a T-shirt. 301, <laughs> like Austin 316, 301 means I just squashed your ass. Uh, they did the return in Chicago, which to me made no sense, sense but whatever. Um, and then Punk defeats Moxley. Moving into Grand Slam with this tournament, would you put the AEW World Heavyweight Championship back on John Moxley? Uh, or do you get away from him and go in a different direction? Looking at that tournament, man, it's there's so many different ways you can go. Where's going to be my bigger money for pay-per-view? I love John Moxley, and I think John Moxley shouldn't have lost the title. Like I said it before, um, all out, him, he wasn't supposed to be the champion. He got over. And then CM Punk comes in. Unfortunately, CM Punk gets hurt. They went with it because if you think about it, that was probably the plan all along outside of injuries. So they went back to their scheduled plan. Now, one day after, not even, it was hours after, it didn't work out again. And, and for a lot of people, like, you know, if you're talking about referencing things, all that stuff, people are probably terminated because of this. And like, that's why I feel you can't mention there's or also we all want this immediate reaction when we don't know what's going on. Apparently, this fight happened when Tony Khan was literally in front of everybody doing a media scrum. Somebody even shows a, a security guard running to this big uh, fight. What, what I'm trying to say is there's more information that will be held. So as a company like you have to we all want this knee jerk reaction or we all want answers, all this stuff right away. But these are things that don't happen right away. I hadn't even, I never even heard the story of Michael Irvin stabbing another player because he wanted uh, to get his hair cut. I never heard that until Dave, Dave mentioned that story. And I was like, wait, what? Anyway, this is um, for, for that promo and everything. That was the great business that was great business for AEW, and you should stand for John Moxley because here's a guy, and I see it all the time. Like, man, why is he out there doing like these death matches for other companies? Why is he out there diving in barbed wire? It's because he loves the business, and this is the same guy that came up on the indies. Even when he, and if you think about how popular he was in WWE, 
when he was with the shield or when he broke away from the shield, you knew this wasn't the John Moxley that we were seeing or wanted to be. And then he has this free reign of being himself. And that's what you're getting. And Tommy, I love your comparison of the, the three people is great. A little bit of Austin, a little bit of Onita, a little bit of Terry <laughs> Funk. You get John Moxley. Tommy, you just talked about John diving in barbed wire and doing death matches and all this other extracurricular stuff in wrestling because he loves it. Hypothetical. House of Hardcore is as big as AEW. And do you have the financial security that AEW has? Do you want John Moxley doing all this extracurricular stuff that is uber dangerous and puts his contracted duties in jeopardy? No. As well as I don't want him doing it to make, draw another house for somebody else. Exactly. That's it's like business. people ask me all the time to do their podcasts or ask me my opinion on social media. You're going to have to tune into Busted Open to get my opinion. You're going to have to tune into AEW to see John Moxley. Right. And those are business decisions. I get that. Like, even like I said last night, when I heard the fans boo Tony Khan from his site, I sat back and I was like, Triple H literally just went, twiddled his fingers and said, hmm, because it's a business and it's a ruthless business. And it's something, like I said, why I didn't like MJF referencing the WWE is because they, they like the WWE. But Tommy, let me ask you this. Why do you think people just let's just say 50 percent. Why do you think 50 percent of the people were booing Tony Khan last night? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I don't understand it. Is it just because would this be a good and they did it before the they did it before the announcement. And then he got him the cheering of hey you're going to see this tonight. And again, it's a bad situation But why for, would the sight of the man just make people boo? Is it I don't is know. it because you're the top of the food chain and all of this stuff is going down on your watch and you need to do something about it so some people are just unhappy with him because he's the boss? could be it could be that you're being blamed for all these things are happening in your organization or like you said it opens up the door for people to speculate and talk you know one of the conversations that i've had with you know other wrestlers is the decision to put the boys in such important spots in 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 a in a wrestling company making you know cody hangman the, the bucks kenny all EVPs. I don't think this is playing Monday morning quarterback, but would you have ever made the boys who are still ultra active and at the top of the main event picture in a company have that much say or be that much in charge of a wrestling company? It's hard to say. I mean, you think about us in ECW. I was a top guy. I had a lot of top guys have influence you know, or can change, but it can't be to the point like WCW type of influence, or I have it in my contract, which I'm all again, speculating, but people did in their contracts, like have creative control. I'm currently watching Steve Austin versus uh, Steve Austin, broken skull with Bret Hart. And he said, I had control creatively for the last, I think 60 days of my contract goes, cause you know, WWE always screws you over on your way out. And he had that right. And then he talked about, because he's talking about the Montreal screw job. They start right off the bat with it. And he's talking about Vince did not honor what he said he was going to do. And then it goes to 
um, hey, Vince was going to help negotiate my deal. And then my other attorney said, well, maybe that shouldn't happen. Maybe he's not going to get you the best deal. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is when you do have that, it is a responsibility. You know this. Why did I not ever want to win a title in ECW? Because I never wanted people to say I did it because of my power and stroke in ECW. I wanted, I never wanted that. And then it got to the point where you don't need it. WWE was different because I had no power and stroke. And I wanted to be like, hey, I got this because I earned this in the sense of with the fans. So it is a fine line. The Bucks were smart about it and they didn't say they were EVPs. Cody put himself as this, like almost to the to the face of the brand, which kudos to him. But what I'm saying is like, there's a lot of responsibility. Trust me, if I'm a heel, I'm going to be the Vince McMahon type of heel. I'm going to say I have all the power. I have all the control. And oh yeah, by the way, I have this title, blah, blah, blah. You could also think about, you know, to answer your question about maybe why they booed Tony, that storyline. He was the one who said in his promo on the air from a cell phone message, which I didn't understand too well, was I'm going to put you in this match. I'm going to give you what you want, this final demand. And this is my last offer because this is also being portrayed as you didn't pay me as enough money. You didn't do this. You didn't do that storyline or not. But this is what I'm saying. Like, you, this is why you have to thread that line of if you're going to do a comp, uh, an angle where a wrestler is calling the company out for you're not paying me enough money or this, uh, these are the dangers that you get. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever. You stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.